Hello and welcome to the Property Management Show. I'm your host, Alex Osinenko. My day job is a CEO of 4.5, a marketing company that works exclusively with fee-based property management companies. I spent the last seven years of my life helping property management companies become more successful by improving sales, marketing, and operational efficiency. On this show, we'll deconstruct success into its key components and invite subject matter experts to help you improve every facet of your business. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hey guys, uh, thank you for uh, tuning in. Um, the uh, topic today is going to be how to sell property management services by building a powerful referral network. Okay, and I have a guest here who's going to be able to speak very intelligently on this subject because he is the master networker. Uh, I would say is <laughs> called. He's a personal friend as well. Uh, runs a very successful business. We'll ask him about the uh, sort of progression of his business. Uh, he's called, or his name is Joe Stokely. Hey, Joe. Hi, Alex, and I'll, I'll try to speak uh, intelligently to you <laughs> and the audience. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think I think this is going to be an, a, a sort of easy exercise for you. But so, Joe, give us a, so I didn't give you a really true, well put together introduction. So if you don't mind, can you kind of give us your story real quick, kind of how, how, how you got into property management and where you are today compared to where you were when you started. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll make it brief and uh, I think explain it pretty well intelligently. Is uh, so um, uh, probably for the past twenty years, my wife and I have been real estate investors ourselves. Uh, years and years ago, I caught the bug about you know buying properties and building wealth through real estate, and uh, I'm happy to say we've been pretty successful at it. Had our ups and downs, and uh, and uh, you know learned how to do it right. Um, uh, I was working for a large um, real estate investment company back in the 2000s. Uh, our especially was tenant in common office buildings and shopping centers. The uh, recession hit and that went belly up. And then I'm like, okay, now what are we going to do? So uh, at the heart, in the height of the recession, 2009, we decided, hey, let's start a business. And um, great idea. Yeah, great, great idea. Great idea. Um, and, uh, you know, with all of our properties that we had, all of our own rental properties, you know, they were facing foreclosure and just all kinds of horrible things. So we learned how to uh, do loan modifications and restructure and to negotiate with the banks to fix our own personal portfolio up. So happily to say we got that under control. And at the same time, we started a property management company. We said, hey, look, uh, what are we good at? We're good at managing our properties and uh, let, let's, let's give it a shot. So uh, seriously, my wife and I, my business partner, we started our business in our garage, and you've been there, Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started at home, keep our overhead down, and uh, I employed a lot of the techniques that I learned from my, my previous career in uh, advertising sales and took that into uh, the real estate industry with property management. So I just uh, went out and um, you know networked with uh, the movers and shakers in the world uh, because I didn't personally know lots of people who owned rental properties that I can go and say, hey, would you like me to manage them? So I went out to other people that had clients that that did, and, and that's kind of how it started. 
That's, that's pretty awesome. So give us a, an idea of the scale and the growth of your organization. So we started how many properties? Like the, fir- the, the, the time you t- took in the first fee-based management uh, um, and, and to today, how many properties you manage now? Give us a scope. Okay, that's a, okay. fair question. So we started our business just about seven years ago today. We started, I think, in April of 2009. And... Um, we started, our, our best client was ourselves. We had our own properties yeah. that we were managing. But probably the first um, client that we, we brought on board, his name was Matt Lovett. And uh, it probably was about a month after, you know, getting out there and... and Putting a shingle up? Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and saying, hey, we're open for business. This is what we do. And where um, are you now? We are just a little shy of 500 properties today. And 500 properties in a sort of a... Silicon Valley is uh, potentially revenue-wise, usually you know sometimes equals you know triple that in in sort of middle of the country, um, as our rents here are you know crazy. Hence the fees are a little bit higher, right? Ra- the we have not raised our fees in years. Uh, we've our profit margins increased because of the crazy rents. Uh, I don't think it'd be fair to really raise our fees because we're earning more money for the same sure. property as as it as it turns over. The rents do increase, so um, but you know it's what the market bears, and we wouldn't we wouldn't place a person in a property unless they could afford to live there. So the rents that we're charging, I feel I sleep good at night, knowing like yeah. that's the market. My job is to get the highest rents for my clients, and we wouldn't place anybody to live there if they couldn't afford to live there. Gotcha. So well, Joe and I will get into this uh, discussion right now on how to build a referral network. As I said, I think Joe is a master networker, and I've known him for years, and he does some phenomenal work within his local sort of uh, city uh, organizations as well as outside. Uh, we had a few episodes ago, we had a conversation with Douglas Skipworth. You know Douglas, right? You guys yeah, are... Great guy. Became friends. Yeah. yeah, Memphis. Yeah, Memphis. Mr. Memphis. Yeah, you're Mr. Walnut Creek. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, so Mr. Memphis was talking about um, how to build investor-focused uh, web- seminars, right? That's what we talked about. So what Joe and I are going to talk about is how to kind of uh, position your referral network. So in- investor seminars is a is a great way to get leads, but what about all these existing sort of networks where you can participate, become the go-to person, and start getting uh, phone calls and emails from um, owners who have heard of you from there. But before we get into the specifics here, I want to talk about two of my sponsors. The first sponsor is NARPM, which is National Association of Residential Property Managers. I'm going to talk about their designations and why you should consider one later in into this episode. And the second sponsor is the PM Growth Summit. You know, this is the sort of association and a conference for the growth-minded property management entrepreneurs. And I'll talk about the PM Grow, and I'll give you guys a quick sneak preview on the dates and the location of the next event, which Bertie just told me via email, we might have sort of a lock on that venue. But anyway, let's get into the topic. So Joe, first question. Um, when you just put up your shingle seven years ago and you got, had that first client, how networked were you? And how, how can, I, can you walk us through the d- developing of those relationships? And where did you start? I mean, how do you get started? Um, let's see. So before I met you, Alex, and I got to say to the listening audience, uh, Alex's team has been absolutely wonderful with helping us grow our business. So in addition to what I've done, you know, on my own and our marketing plans, uh, four and a half has equally been super uh, 
involved in making that happen. So, uh, you know, you got you to gotta do all these things, I think, to have success. Um, what I did was uh, I first got involved with a B&I group. Um, and B&I is what? How do you? Business Networking International. Gotcha. Uh, they're, they, we, they, they, I never heard of them before until, like, a friend of mine approached me. So they were starting up a new, um, what do you call it? A new chapter, uh, chapter yeah. yeah. And anyway, so I got there, met great people, and I'm still friends with today. Uh, you know, and there's different people from different industries. And their, their thing is, like, hey, one professional from each industry is represented. So I was the property manager, and they had another person who was, like, a realtor, and they had a lawyer. Anyway, and that helped. They started building contacts that way and bringing in business with that but it was very limited for my needs uh only having like one realtor in the group and or a lawyer and maybe they just worked on living trust or whatever you know patent attorney i don't know what exactly what they did but what i did is i migrated from there and got involved with the uh, the contra costa um association of realtors and uh, an affiliate group they have which is called um the CCRIM, it's the Contra Costa Real Estate in Motion. And uh, what it basically was, was another um, networking group that met on um, Tuesday mornings. And it would have about 150 real estate professionals there. And that that was really my niche. Rather than a small B&I group where there was, you know, one realtor, now I'm in front of like, you know, 75 realtors and uh, loan agents and, and different people from that industry that I could get involved with and, and, and let them know, uh, you know, that we were here to help them. You know, uh, I was the only property manager there. Everybody else was like a realtor or a loan agent. So how much time, Joe, so let's just shift to uh, this, this new realtor association. How much time did you find yourself spending there? Because obviously back then it's you and Sheila running the business, right? So, I mean, you had to be outside the office to do these things. So what kind of, so what sort of a time commitment are we talking about? You know, it wasn't a huge time commitment, but I found uh, I just took my experience from other organizations and things that I got involved with uh, in, in, in past business, uh, getting involved with Chamber of Commerces or, or different uh, local organizations. You, know, you just can't show up to the meeting and, and sit at the table and expect business to come. Sure. So I had to, I had to jump into it, and uh, I was asked to become on the board of directors, um, which eventually I became the president after a couple of years. And you ran the meetings, so it was like a, it was a great forum. I'm up there in front of 150 people every week. They know who I am, and they got to see what kind of person I was. Um, hopefully, they they saw as a good person to work right. with, you know. Right. And uh, and that's really that's really where it took off as far as meeting all these professionals and uh, being the go-to guy when there was a need for property management. So specifically, Joe. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the specifics. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really curious in as as how. Um, so clearly, what you're saying is. Uh, putting yourself in a position of leadership, contributing your time on a volunteer basis, you know, it's it's a it's a two-way street, right? You do something for nothing, people reciprocate, they'll bring you referrals, they trust you, then they see who you are. But how do you edge yourself in that leadership position? Well, I mean, let's say you join the group, what happens? How, how do you become a, 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 how do you get on the board? Uh, again, I, you, you can't, if you sit back and expect it to come to you, it's probably not going to happen or it's going to be very slow. And I've seen the people that I get advice to how to get, how to how to uh, be proactive and get something out of it? They if they don't do those things, they get discouraged and they drop out. You know, like hey, it's not coming, it's not happening. You know, I'm saying okay. W- what I did is they have sponsorships. All right, so uh, I jumped on board. I mean, I'm going this thing every week. I got to be there every week. I'm I'm sitting at different tables, talking to meeting different people, 
I got out of my little comfort zone, not always talking to the same folks. Um, and then we sponsored, I don't know what it was, the breakfast or the month or whatever. And then you get up and give a presentation, you know. So I had a, like an infomercial opportunity to get up and give my, my spiel. And, um, and just, you know, it probably, it, it wasn't very long. Do you remember how long was it? How long my spiel was? Yeah, I think they it, gave me like 10 minutes, which is a long time really to get up and talk about did your you company. Have, did you have sort of a, were you like worried with, because you just started the business back then, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how many years were you in the business when you did that sort of first uh, maybe not even a year. Maybe okay. not even a so year. So you're fresh, you know, you're presuming to teach other people about your, your sort of trade. And how, 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 did you have any kind of a, anything that you remember that was really useful in that presentation that made it worth, sort of made it worthwhile for you? you well, what I think is, uh, you know, we were, well, the way I look at myself as an educator, okay, and a lot of realtors, okay, they don't, they don't want to deal with property management. They want to list houses, okay? And so... Uh, a lot of people I met, they go, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to specialize that. And a lot of the real estate brokerage companies out here, they don't want their people to be dealing with property management. So I was like a new resource that they never really encountered uh, or knew anything about. So I was coming to them from my perspective with new information that they never knew existed or how it worked. So um, I believe just being there and sharing with the, the group uh was was really beneficial to not me and only me but to them because I was like wow I didn't know that you can do that wow wonderful I got clients that maybe one day they want to sell their house uh, they're just not ready for whatever reason right now and they're they're moving to wherever you know New York and they want to rent their house out Joe can I introduce them to you and what my um, guarantee to the real estate community that I work with is like, hey, I'll, you'll never find me stealing your clients. If you refer one of your clients to me and we lease and manage their home for a year, three years, five years, whatever, and it come time they want to sell it, I'm not going to, you're not going to find my sign in front of their front yard. You know, I, I can't force them to go back to you, the realtor, but I'm definitely going to give you a heads up and let you know about it. All right. That makes sense. So in that presentation, you basically summarize the advantages of having a partner like yourself on their side to manage properties, still maintain the possibility of getting a listing, getting a relationship. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so so that went, and then so how do you how do you go from being a sponsor to a position of leadership? Well, what was nice was I was approached, I was asked uh, to get involved. Um, I, I guess they thought that I uh, would do a good job uh, leading the group, the, uh, the meetings every week. Um, you know, you're like an MC and, uh, I, I enjoy getting in front of people. I'm not shy. So I liked it. it was, that was fun. So I guess they saw like, Hey, Joe would be good for our organization. If, uh, you're not approached you know, you don't have to sit around and wait for somebody to come up to you every year, this particular organization would have elections and there's candidates that run for those positions and they have a vote. So uh, a lot of people uh, get to those positions because they run for those offices. You know, they have secretary, treasurer, uh, you know, chairman of sponsorships, uh, vice president, president, you know, diff- different positions like that. It's, it's run like a true board. Just like a NARPUM, Cal NARPUM, I'm on a Cal NARPUM board. It's very similar. Exactly. It's same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Very similar. And, and that's, that's sort of a, that, that's, that may be the advice that you and I will share on this one because, you know, NARPUM is my organization. These are my tribe, my people. And the Cal NARPM, you know, five years ago, I joined the board, and it was a very kind of similar way. Um, it, it, you know, few people are willing to put the preparation and effort into, you know, giving everything you got into into all these presentations and all these meetings. And as you said, you're trying to, 
you know, talk to people and being friendly with everybody, you know, not, not being stuck in your clique. You know, not being clicky, you know, going around and, yeah. and really be friendly and open to other people. And you don't have to be a type A for that. Um, I mean, I think type A will help. But um, I think even being a type B person, meaning like you're more sort of introvert, I think, again, it's going to be helpful if you just ask questions and listen to people and, and you go outside of your comfort zone. Uh, but also, when you have a chance in, give, to give a presentation, you know, doing it on the fly or not preparing, not <laughs> overthinking, not... not <clears throat> Like it's it's just not, no excuse for that, and people people like that don't ever get asked. Like as if you're doing half-ass job, you know, and, and anything, right? <laughs> right? Just nobody. There's plenty of of, of the half-asses out there, right? Yeah, nobody gotta, needs them. You gotta prepare. You gotta practice. You gotta be prepared. Yeah, you gotta be prepared, and it shows. I mean, and you and you know you know who knows more than anybody is the guy up there doing the speech. If they're not prepared, and they they don't feel confident about it. They're the first ones to know it, and everybody else can see it too. So, um, and I don't want to say it was like a great deal of preparation. I'd, I'd always be prepared. I knew what I was going to do. I never won, uh, wing it. Um, so yeah, I, I, people. You know, this is serious. I mean, people's uh, their livelihoods, their professions are there, and it's a uh, it's an organization. I think it's been around for like forty or fifty years. So you know, they is this run nationwide, it. Joe, or is it? Uh, no, this is uh, every. Um, so it's uniquely to this county. It's it's unique to here, but I think there's a lot of different uh, groups, uh, chapters, not chapters, but groups like this across the whole United States. Um, you know, I think a lot of areas have a board of realtors, okay, and then out of that, people have their own uh, networking groups that grow from that, okay. So it, it's not it's not something like NARPM that it's that organized. It's it, this is specific to Walnut Creek. There's also one down in San Ramon. I think there's one in Oakland, and they're not affiliated with one another. And, uh, and it just kind of, you know, it, it starts and it grows, and some areas have it and some don't. This particular group that I'm involved with is one of the largest ones in the whole East Bay. So uh, we get people from, you know, far and wide that come to these meetings. Mostly the people that are there are, you know, uh, focused on that particular uh, that business area. Uh, but, you know, we get people from, like, you know, Livermore or Oakland or Benicia or whatever that come that have a, a property they want to talk about. So, gotcha, Joe. So your advice to people who are, let's say, sitting in Memphis, let's say Douglas Skidworth, yeah. he listens to this. Hey, Doug. Hi, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> he, li- he said he listens to the podcast all the time. But, so he's sitting there in Memphis. How would he go about building Because he's good at investor presentations, but how would he go about building a realtor network? So you, you'd say go to the board of the realtors look, and then see what kind of sprouted from there? Right. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the board of realtors, let's call it the Memphis board of realtors, um, they may have their own networking group, okay, that goes on tours and sees houses every Tuesday morning or whatever. Um, or they can refer you to an existing group that, that, is, a, that is thriving, uh, a network group, okay. And uh, I'm sure they would point you in the right direction. If they didn't have one for themselves, they would know of one. And, uh, and that's, where, that's where I'd go. I'd go. It's like if you're going to rob a bank, okay, go to the bank that has the money in it, all right? So, you know, you're going to go to the organization where there's all these real estate professionals that have the contacts and the clients that need your services. Gotcha. So now let's, let's, I have a couple of money questions. Money questions. Um, not necessarily money, but money in the sense of uh, they're important. Um, mm-hmm. How much time did you invest? Uh, let's say, how much time have you invested? Like, be honest with with yourself and just maybe think this through a little bit. On take an average month. You still part of that uh, realtor organization? Now? Uh, yeah, I'm not on the board anymore, but I, I'm a year. I'm an annual sponsor, and uh, that's about three thousand dollars. 
I'm an annual sponsor, and uh, I would have gone to the meeting today, but instead I'm here with you. Wow, <laughs> I got, you know, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, um, so how much time? I, I, I try to make them every week, and they're roughly, it's about two hours out of my day on a Tuesday. Um, when so I was, what do we call that for, uh, for uh, eight hours a month? Yeah, you know, or two, two. Uh, there's a couple weeks I don't do there on Christmas, so two. So about a hundred hours a year. It's fifty weeks a year, forty-eight weeks a year. About a hundred hours a year. And three grand. And three grand to be an annual sponsor. Uh, when I was on the board of directors for three years, uh, you'd add another. Uh, you have once a month, uh, probably a two-hour board meeting, uh, and then and, and different functions and stuff like that. But definitely a hundred hours. A year, I okay. would say. Okay, so so let's let's make let's see if this makes or breaks the uh, things. What do you think you got here in in terms of business? What would you say number of properties? Like if you had to estimate and have a good sort of a gut feel level estimate of what you've gotten out of it. I would say I'd say uh, to be fair, I'd say probably about a third of our business. Jesus. Or is, is well seriously? <laughs> I, I, I would say it's a you know. So let's say 200 properties or oh, yeah. somewhere around there, yeah, you, 100, and, and, 180? Well, what's funny is I got people that call me, you know, and uh, and there's people, maybe if I saw their face, I'd connect it, but I don't know everybody's name or complete name, but I know their face. And people go, hey, hey it's John Smith, Joe, you know, I, I met you once or twice from, you know, the organization. I got a client. But, so, I mean, you know, I might have met somebody six months ago, two years ago, yesterday, and they'll connect me with their their people. And uh, it's it's huge. You will you will like yeah you will lock it in eventually. But so I, I just want to qualify this. How many years you've been? Because look by, by the way we haven't talked about this and I just pulled out the calculator. So we're I gonna see. you know I'm a I'm a, a really sort of a math and unit economics kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to figure out your acquisition cost on mm-hmm. these guys. Mm-hmm. All right? right. So so how many properties would you say? So a third of your business. What would you what would you peg it at? As far as what revenue? Yeah, no, or? no, number of uh, units. Number. Oh, uh, okay. Should I say well, and, you know, and you have turnover and everything. But I'd say if you looked at a snapshot of the amount of properties we have right now, so let's just say you know, 150. 150. Okay, mm-hmm. so we'll take so 150. How many years have you been a part of this organization? Uh, six. Six years. So you averaged out about 25 properties um, a year mm-hmm. over over the your six year investment. Mm-hmm. So okay, twenty five properties a year. What is your uh, annual contract value? What's, what's the what's the what's your average? Fee? Gotcha. As far as like uh, just monthly fee. What is your yeah? If you, if you fee? put a if you put a dollar yeah. amount to lease in the property, yeah, about four thousand dollars a property. Okay, so four thousand dollars per year. Yeah. And in, in revenue. Okay. Yeah. So you basically made um, you made a hundred thousand dollars per year each year in revenue from. Spending a hundred hours and three thousand dollars. So, in my opinion, the way that my math works, and that's that's just an annual value because in a lifetime value, that's closer to eight hundred thousand. Oh yeah, right. In one year, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And, I'm, pro- and uh, I'm probably I'm probably lowballing that. You know, I'd rather rather go low than high. Sure. Um, but no, it's been a very healthy. Look, if the math wouldn't work out, yeah, it's, I'd still publish this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's thank you, thank you. No, it it it's working. Hey, like, I want to get to the bottom yeah, of this. That's I mean, that's incredible. So you're adding a hundred thousand dollars in annual revenue, plus that recurs. It's a recurring stream. So let me, you know, kind of put a stop to this one right now. If you're thinking 100Ks for 100 hours is not a good uh, return, let me see. So divided by that, that's $1,000 an hour. How much is a lawyer getting paid? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a lot of money. Um, no, it's like an annuity. 
you know, it keeps coming back and pays itself. And, and no as time goes on, you know, you lose a few of those properties because, of course, for whatever the people's situation is, uh, some people decide, hey, it's a good time to sell. Sure. All right. And then I got a lot of great success stories from the realtors who are happy to continue working with us because their clients that they uh, refer to us for property management, they, over time, got those, listed them, sold them. They give us more property. So I, I'm happy to say we have a very good reputation. It's a community. You have to. Yeah. Well, they'll know. Yeah, it, it, The word gets around there uh, pretty quick. Either you have a good reputation or a bad reputation. Um, so, so far, so good. Okay. So, so I think let me summarize this advice, and I'll talk about my first sponsor, and then we'll, we'll dig into some more stuff. Um, the summary is find a, a realtor association that is fairly sizable, um, become a sponsor, do a presentation, get to know folks, be at a different table every meeting, be communicative. You don't have to be, you know, uh, uh, type A and blah, blah, but, but just, just be friendly and ask people, talk to people, and then see if you can get in a position of leadership like a board so really everybody knows and respects you. Put a lot of work to it. Just make make this count. You know, don't make it as a sort of a, sort of a like, ah, I'm also there, you know, and just... It's, no, but you're not, you're not going to get the commit. results. You, I mean, it's, it's really, I believe that I'm like the authority, okay, in that area. Other property managers have come and gone from these meetings. I mean, I see them once and they never come back. I go, they're not, they're not going to get a lot of success out of that. So I think the people, if you, if you dive in and, and take it seriously and get involved, the other people, you know, they know who's involved and who's hustling and who's not. I think it translates into the kind of business you're, and service you're going to give your clients. If you want to bring half a million dollars in lifetime value, in lifetime revenue for the customers by associating yourself, you got to do it right. Mm-hmm. And so Joe's done it right. I think that is a pretty good formula. Um, so this gives me a chance to talk a little bit about uh, my first sponsor, which is NARPM. Many of you guys know them. Some of you don't. So let me explain what NARPM is. It's a National Association of Residential Property Managers. It's probably one of the best organizations in the world, considering it's a nonprofit and amount of work it's done to further the industry and the cause of um, you know professional property management. And, and the purpose of them, they provide resources for residential property management professionals who desire to learn, grow, and build relationships. And specifically what I want to talk about, Joe, I want to talk about um, RMP and MPM designations. Um, a lot of people know about this, but again, many people are just kind of not really getting, and I'm, I'm really surprised you have this very specific industry-related education plan proven course, um, coursework, that will really sort of position you um, into you know into understanding your business better, your multiple revenue streams, all these things that other people know and have learned, and now they're going to teach you. Why not do it? I mean, if I was in pro- a property manager, um, I would be striving for RMP and MPM. And by the way, RMP is residential management professional. That's the first designation, and an MPM is a master property manager. And I'll tell you what, I met a lot of MPMs. Okay. All of them were extremely successful. Let me just throw some names. Chris Hermansky, Bob Machado, Andrew, Andy Probst, Christina Rowick, Steve Schultz, many, many more. So, guys, if you are looking to further your business, take the time. Go to narpm.com, N-A-R-P-M.com. I'm sorry, narpm.org. Hover over education and look at the designation MPM or RMP. You should, your name should be there. If you want to grow your business, you get coaching, you discover new revenue streams, you build a support network, and you've, you know, you build deep friendships. Um, 
So that is my advice. All right, Joe. So let's let's move. Are you, are you thinking about NPM here? I I, 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 I am. Well, I'm a member of NARPM, and uh, I think. You and I, you and I met each other long before NARPM. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, so no, no NARPM. I'm getting ready. Uh, I'm turning in my paperwork for my first designation. You are. Yeah, yeah. I got to get that one before I get the the second one. The RMP, right? Yes. So I'm um, doing that, and everything that Alex is saying is absolutely true. Uh, we've really wrapped our arms around NARPM. I believe uh, they're another uh, big reason why we're having success. Uh, great group of people. We've met people that are friends from across the United States. And, uh, and they're really giving. I mean, you can go out and do it on your own and learn more through uh, trial and error, or you can meet the professionals that have done it and they're willing to share, which is, which is great. You know, everybody's there to help each other to make this, this uh, profession more professional and better. Yeah. Well, one of the things, uh, Joe, I find that it's very lonely at the top. <laughs> like you can't complain downwards, right? You, you Nobody really, cares. I mean, if you start, yeah, if you start making your employees into your your sort of a you know lightning rods, you know your business will fall apart. You can't complain downwards. You know, all the complaints bubble up to you. You got to be the, the 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 decision maker. You got to be the rock that your people expect you to be. But the, even the rocks need a bit of support, right? So this is where the NARPM comes Absolutely. in, right? Absolutely. Well, you're you're talking yeah. to other people, your peers, your true peers. Um, your employees aren't your peers, they're your employees. Uh, you're dealing with other business men and women that own businesses that have the same... It's, it, you could be talking to somebody in Memphis, like Douglas, yeah. or somebody in Long Beach or, or Atlanta, and they all have the same stories and the same problems and solutions. And uh, it's really cool. It's a good time. Uh, Sheila and I, we have uh, always attend uh, the California conference. Uh, we've gone to the... Uh, the growth summit. Uh, we we try to go to as many things as possible uh, because we always learn something. It's always something we can bring back and um, utilize and and put to action in our business. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you on this. So let's let's shift gears, Joe. I I want to. So I'm, I'm first of all I'm fascinated by the way you sort of approach growth and 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 let's face it, like you are not the the sort of a digital millennial guy that has. You know that has a Twitter account and you you're like tweeting all the time or you're Snapchatting or anything no, like that. No. Yet yet you're able to like navigate your business in the in the world of digital as well as like really focusing on what needs to be done. What is your responsibility at Stokely Properties? Like, what do you consider yourself as? Well, um, I think I'm like the head cheerleader um, as far as. Um, uh, all of my, all the people that work with us, uh, they all do bring in business, but I'm probably the, the, the whatever, the, the top salesman or whatever. And, and, and I, I do have a um, business development person as well. And generally what I do is I might be the first contact and talk and, 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 and a broad overview as far as the services we provide. And then I will turn that over, okay? And I think it's great. I think people like to speak to the owner or the broker or the founder or whatever. Like, oh, I got to talk. At least I have some type of relationship with the boss. And then they can work with the other people, you know, uh, you know, moving forward from there. Um, I also am the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the head problem solver. So it, it, it works up the ranks. And I don't have a problem with it. It's great. I mean, by the time, if it gets to me, it's a problem like that. It, it's pretty civil, okay, and uh, but they'll start off with you know maybe they have a, pro a problem and they deal with the property manager, okay, and then maybe they need to talk to Marcy, our, our accountant, okay. But if that's not getting settled, say, hey Joe, it you know, I'll, I'll and I always offer, hey, would it help? Would you like me to talk to him? So um, 
and my people tell me I'm pretty good at it. So, you know, like solving problems, you know, so I'm the problem solver. But most importantly, I'm the, um, I'm the, uh, the cheerleader. Yeah, um, so that, that is interesting. So, so you basically take the growth uh, and the well-being of your business onto your shoulders and you say, okay, I'm responsible. That's my, that's my baby. That's what I do. And what I do with it is up to me, right? Um, so so that, that, that is quite a unique approach. You know, myself, I, I also started this company and I was the only salesman for the first three years because I just enjoy that. I enjoy talking to people, discovering their problems and seeing if we can connect to solutions. It's the, it's the funnest job, oh, I think. Uh, I mean, great. it's not working, it's, it's fun. You know? it's, it's great, absolutely great. Yeah, especially over over time it becomes fun, but initially, right, you have to like, really make oh, Yeah, when you're trying to be, yeah, make a buck. Yeah, right. Yeah, make, exactly, make a buck. So what sort of other, uh, was there any other referral sources or anything that, that, that you were able to bring into your company in terms of growth uh, from a relationship, referral, networking? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, you know, and I'm always happy to uh, promote your company because um, before, before, I, before we met, I did have a website and I had a friend who was very um, talented in um, doing videos and he's the one who came to me and said, hey, you, you got to do this kind of stuff. So um, we start off with that and I would say I'm probably on my fourth or fifth generation website uh, working with you, and uh, but employing things like um, Yelp, um, which has worked uh, very well, and but just um, so you've done really well on reviews, reviews, really yeah. well on reviews. Yes. So, so what have you done specifically? And like four and a half, let's let's put that aside. Sure. I, I appreciate the stuff, but I like what what have you done? Because we didn't help you with Yelp. I, you did it yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Yelp, Yelp is where you know when Yelp first came out, Alex. I was really leery of it. I was like, oh, this is not going to be my friend, okay? So it really depends on the attitude you want to take with it. So rather than fighting it or running away from it, I embraced it. And I tried to say, okay, I'm going to, yeah, you're going to have a few knocks here. But for the most part, depending on how you want to structure it, you can make it your friend. And that's what we did. And I think that's worked real well. Another thing we've done is, um, you know, video blogs, okay? Um, it, you know, putting content. I learned this a long time ago. The internet likes content, right? And as time goes on, they like video content too. So anyway, we—I think we have a lot of great content. We have years of content um, on on the internet, and we and, and and going to different conferences and reading different things and talking to different people, employing those things on our website. To, I think we have excellent search engine optimization. We we we've been doing it since day one. So we have an awful lot of content built up there, and 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 that helps when people go do you know property management search in our area. We're always one of the top companies that pop up, and uh, and as far as Yelp too, I, I always check this stuff. I see what our competitors are doing, just kind of uh, just a curiosity, like hey, how many Yelp, Yelp reviews they have, you know, how many stars do they have, you know, where do they rank on Bing, uh, Yahoo, uh, Google. Google, you know, just to see where we're at, and it, and it fluctuates. It, it's always different, right. but um, but yeah, those things using those things have been very helpful. The concepts of that is the same, though, very similar as you we just discussed on networking. You commit, you educate, you put your best foot forward, you prepare, and yeah, you're going to get rewarded by the internet, right? Because nobody's really, very few people willing to do that, and even, even less willing to do it sort of altruistically and truly educational. People like usually promote themselves, like, hey, if I have a video, let me just talk uh, about my yeah uh, yeah let me talk about us yeah me uh, I'm so good um, and uh, you know that 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 is counterproductive no I like uh, again taking the educational approach 
Um, people, you know, people, realtors, everybody out there, they're going to look at you and go like, Is this, do I trust this guy? Do I like this guy? I learned a long time ago in sales. You can know everything, but if people don't like you or don't trust you, you're not going to get much business. So it's important that you're sincere and, uh, hey, not everybody's going to like you, but for the most part, if people like you, trust you, and if you know how to uh, present what you are offering, you're, you're going to get business. You know, people are going to come back so, to you. So speaking of that, Joe, I, specifically, how do you... How do you develop trust on the sales goal? Let's say you get on a sales goal. What is, what is, the, so what do you do? Give us a little bit of wisdom there. Wisdom, okay, it's really easy. It's hilarious, really, how easy it is. I like that. It's like, okay, I mean, it's simple, man. Like, show up, okay, show up on time, all right? Okay. Uh, there's so many people out there, and everybody has his experiences with the, maybe like the, whatever, the tree cutter guy or the painter or whoever it might be that, you know, you, they, hey, I'll be there at three o'clock. And they never show up. They don't even call. All right. So call people back. If you get a phone call, call them back. I, I, you know, I try to call people back within the hour or definitely within the day. Okay. I am amazed how happy and surprised people are that, you all thank you. You called me back. You know, so really important. If people are calling you, call them back. But once, once you've done that, if you tell people, hey, I'm going to call you at Wednesday at one o'clock in the afternoon. You better call them at one o'clock in the afternoon, okay? Or if you got a four o'clock appointment, be there at four o'clock. Now, you know, we're all busy running around and you might have a real chatty Cathy client and you're like, I gotta go. I mean, there's been times like, I gotta go. And you're late, call the people and say, I'm sorry, I'm running behind. I'll be there 15 minutes late. It's all good, all right? So I, I that's how you establish trust. People go, hey, he does what he says he's That's actually pretty cool. I've never, so be on time. Be be the man of your, or the woman of your ward. Yeah, yeah. Just be on time. Do do what you say you're going to do. Any other tricks? Oh, boy. Well, I think, uh, I think uh, okay, so establishing trust. Uh, I have a lot of people that call me on, uh, uh, you know, just asking questions. You know, they said, hey, my realtor said I could... Talk to you. Uh, just yesterday, I was on the phone uh, about a Section 8 question, and, and, and I don't know. I, I doubt I'm going to get his business. He owns one property. sounds like he's pretty competent. He can manage it himself. But he's considering renting it to a Section 8 uh, candidate. And he said, hey, Joe, what are the, you know, the pros and cons on it? And I just told him. you know. So I'm like, I'm giving him information, not really expecting anything in return, but it but I think that you know trickles down that people go, hey, well, you know, what a good guy. He's Do good. something for nothing. Do something for nothing. Golden rule of reciprocation. And if it comes back to you, wonderful, you know, and and, it, and that works too because it has happened. So so I just throw myself out there. I want to be a resource to the real estate community. Hey, if you don't know the answer, you know, and if I do, I'm happy to talk to your client. You know, it just sends out this big ripple effect. Cool. Um, so I think that's good. Let's uh, let me just mention my other. Um, sponsor here and we'll wrap it up um pm grow summit um some of you have attended it i think a lot of you should consider attending um it's uh coming down in san diego this year and it's going to be most likely now don't quote me on this one i know it's gonna be published and it, it could change but it most likely is going to be january 30th to february 2nd in this awesome hotel um as soon as we sign the contract i'll have an official announcement anyway if you guys want to check out what it's all about and what the buzz is all about go to pmgrowsummit.com and look at some videos from the past event i mean we had you know we had people like i know amy harrison talked about the copywriting and conversion for property managers we had d alamon talk about the magic of marketing automation 
We had Andrew Dugill talk about growing your property management business without adding doors. Now, I'm trying to get Andrew Dugill, if he's listening. Andrew, I hope you call me back. I'm trying to get him on this podcast. He's had a fascinating subject about getting profitability out of his portfolio rather than the unit counts and, and tons more. Go to pmgrowsummit.com. If you attended the PM Grow Summit of 2008-17, you get those videos for free. Joe, you've attended, so yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah, you got the password to log in. If you don't, I'll uh, set you up. Uh, if you don't, it's $299 one time. You get access to all 26 videos. Um, and certainly we hope to see you at the uh, upcoming summit in 2018. Um, all right. Any parting words of wisdom, wisdom Joe? Wisdom. Um, well, I'll, I'd like to say thank you for having me here. This is a, it's, it's really great to be invited to be on your show. And uh, I, I hope uh, what we talked about uh, is beneficial to somebody out there. If you just pick one little... One little grain of information, you can put it to use and it helps you out. That's great. Uh, what I'm getting out of it is is you can make, you know, 1000 to $5,000 an hour um, properly, you know, really doing the right thing and networking with people. That, to me, that's that's amazing return on investment. Anyway, guys, see you next time. Thank you, Joe. Thank, Thank you, everyone. You, Alex.